Hi, and welcome to another edition of Broadway Babies. I'm Stephanie Anderson. And I'm Noelle Hannibal. And you can find us um, on Twitter at B-Way Babies, uh, sorry, B-Way underscore Babies, and on Facebook at Broadway Babies TV. We to make sure that we get that out there. So come find us there. Today, we're going to talk a bit about um, the works of Andrew Lloyd Webber, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber today. Um, there are, he has such a, a, a huge score of, of shows and we have um, quite a bit of them that are our favorites. So we just thought we would do a little talking about those today. Um, we are gonna start first off with his newest show, um, uh, Cinderella. Yeah, that Cinderella. That is supposed to be, right? Which is supposed to be hopefully coming out this year. Um, hopefully if COVID and everything is getting, is, is taken care of and, you know, people are vaccinated and moving on, hopefully moving forward, um, they'll be able to open um, their show this year. On the West End, so, just to clarify. Yes, on the West End, not here in, not in, not in the U.S. just yet. But hopefully if it does really well, we can, they'll bring it here. Um, so yes, Cinderella, um, another, uh, yeah, another version of Cinderella. Um, we have had, um, we had one very famous, um, popular version, which is the Rodgers and Hammerstein version, um, which on Broadway was Julie Andrews and they did one for TV with Leslie Ann Warren, which is absolutely adorable in that. And, um, and then they did a revival of that movie music, uh, a movie version, um, a revival um, in the 90s with Brandy and Whitney Houston. Um, which Whitney actually Houston just, that. which it was actually just released on Disney Plus last year. Yes. Week. So if you've not seen that version, that one is, well, it, in a lot of black houses, is a, the quintessential version of Cinderella or Rodgers and Hammerstein version. Um, and it has Whoopi Goldberg in it and Bernadette Peters and um, just a score of just incredibly talented people in it. And it's fantastic. So one to watch for sure. But today so, um, we're here to talk about Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's right. So we're going to talk about his, um, I don't have a lot of info on his show, on his version of this, but um, we did listen to a, um, one of the, the musical numbers from the show um, prior to us hopping on here. We did, um, it was uh, the amazing Carrie Hope Fletcher, who's a, a very well-respected, well-known West End actress singing a song called Bad Cinderella. And um, I, I guess it's safe to say we had different responses to it. I, mm -hmm. am, I am already singing it, it's it, the song definitely sounds like an Andrew Lloyd Webber song but it's super catchy and I can sing the chorus I won't do it right now because you don't need to hear me singing it but I could sing the chorus right now it's it's already like an earworm so that you can see that clip on YouTube it was from a, a fundraiser yeah it, I, it's not that I don't like it I like it it's catchy but I don't personally this is my personal opinion so well, I'm going to put that out there. 
I am not interested in seeing another version of Cinderella. This, the music, well, the piece that I heard was great and her delivery was fantastic. I just have zero interest in it. Mm -hmm. um, that's just where, that's where my mindset is. But it is a catchy, catchy song. I have to admit that. And for, for me, sure. like, I, yes, I love the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella. I love the film with Brandy and Whitney Houston. Um, I loved Laura Osnes in it on Broadway and the Revival. But I'm a really big fan of the story. And I like different, <clears throat> different ways of telling the story. So, for example, two movies that pop into my head instantly are Ella Enchanted and Ever After, yes. which are both Cinderella stories, but they're done in a bit of a different way. And I have a feeling from what I've seen that this is going to be a little bit of a different take. The music, it's it's the, you know, it's the Andrew Lloyd Webber pop rock sounding score, and which right away is different. And just the um the lyrics and you know you can tell that cinderella is just from the clip we saw uh super spunky as opposed to cinderella and the Rob rogers and hammerstein version is not quite as spunky as what we just saw you know what i mean sure. So I do think yeah. that it's going to be a different kind of retelling. It was originally done in 2019. And um, as Steph said, their their plan is to open it on the West End this year. But I'm, I'm really curious to hear more and to see more because, as I said, I, I love the story and I love seeing the story told in different ways. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I it, well, hopefully, if you're going to retell a story, you're going to go for a different slant and not just do the same old thing, right. you know, unless it's a revival of that particular show. And even with revivals, you, it's, it's great to be able to play with it just a little bit, but not take away from it. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting that you said that because, that, you know, I was thinking about, you know, when you're a kid, when I was a kid, I mean, I... It, it was um, a while before I realized that the story of Cinderella was not, a, was not originally a Disney, you know, story. Mm -hmm. You grow up thinking that it came from that particular company. And then you realize, oh, the Brothers Grimm, Charles Perrault, all these wonderful mm -hmm. writers who, who um, brought these things to life and how how um, my mind goes back to Into the Woods and how they, they retold the Cinderella story mm -hmm. and how originally it was more than just one night, it was across several nights that yes. she would go to the ball. So that to me was fascinating. Um, so hopefully, like you said, maybe they'll do something new that might spark my you know, interest or might pique my interest, but right now, eh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But I love, I mean, I, I love his work. It's just, that's one of the shows that I just really am not interested in. Um, so, uh, but I, I have hope, I hope that it, it, it makes its um, West End debut. I mean, yeah. goodness knows we could use a 
a little livelihood um, somewhere on some stage somewhere. I'm looking forward to it. I think that um, from what I saw, I think that it's something, it, I mean, I can't say from what <laughs> I saw, I think that it's something that will be great because there's, uh, I ha I, there are a lot of things I find problematic in most of the Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. Um, and I mean, not really fault of his because it's usually the book that of whatever mm, yeah. that I that I take issue with. So um, yeah, you know there are a lot of shows that I love, but I love for reasons other than them being like a great musical. You know there right. there there are songs that I like or I like you know particular things, but there are also Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals and I'm I know I'm in the minority when I say this but I am bored to tears with Evita bored to tears I've seen it um, more yeah. times than I care to count um <laughs> I always seem to have a friend in it and I just find that unless you have Patti LuPone playing Ava first of all it's re it, it's really really hard. You have to have the most charismatic actor playing Che, and you have to have a beast playing Ava. And if you don't have those two things, I find it a really boring show. I don't I don't I don't care. Like I just I don't care. And I love the music. I lo I mean, don't cry for me, Argentina. Of course, um, you know. Uh, yeah yeah I just I rainbow high all of that yeah rainbow high I mean like come on Patty I and I have the double album vinyl like from when I was a kid the Patty Lapone that original album right but I just remember seeing the show the first time and thinking oh so like I said it's not the the issues that I have with a lot of the shows really don't have a lot to do i mean it's not I the music it's not the music it's the it's the book it's the story it's the streamlining of things and my two favorite andrew lloyd Webber musicals and steph and i are on the same team for this and we're in the minority i love cats and i, I love will die on that hill I, I will die. die I will die hill. on that hill too. And I love Sunset Boulevard. And oh, you know, Sunset Boulevard. Like, Sunset Boulevard I saw in the 90s in LA with Glenn Close. Right. Glenn and, Close, right? Right. And then when they were doing the Broadway revival a few years back that our friend Lance Roberts was in uh -huh. with Glenn Close. And I had gone to New York to see a bunch of shows and I had one free night and um, I just entered all of the lotteries and I didn't, you know, I hadn't planned to see Sunset Boulevard. I was like, you know, I saw it in the nineties. I don't, I, I, you know, I love Lance and I want to support Lance, but there were a lot of new shows that I hadn't seen that I right. you know, was hoping to win. I won the lottery for Sunset Boulevard. So, you know, for a $40 ticket, I'm like, okay. So I sat there in the front of the mezzanine at the palace theater, the infamous mm. palace theater. And I cried like a baby because as good as Glenn Close was in 1990, whatever it was, she is Norma Desmond now. 
and it was like mm -hmm. i have goosebumps just telling you about it first of all from the from the lights go down and you know there's the little message to like you know turn off your cell phones and whatever yeah and so that message happens and then all of a sudden you hear hello ladies and gentlemen this is glenn close and everyone's like what 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 and she wanted to tell the audience that she was under the weather that she was sick but it was mother's day and she knew a lot of people had come out and a lot of people had brought their moms to see the show and she didn't want to let anybody down and let me tell you that woman was phenomenal wow you couldn't tell she was sick she you know there were some notes where you know she she would speak sing certain things a little bit more but if you didn't know, if he, she hadn't told us she would sit, she was sick, I would have just thought that was a choice, you know. Right. Um, but I was so, so grateful that I won that lottery to see that show again. I like I literally sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. And then, of course, I go see Lance afterwards backstage and he brings me on the tour and I see the Judy Garland staircase. And like I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's true. I'm in the Palace Theater. But Sunset Boulevard, I just I was blown away with that revival. It was beautiful. So, oh, you know, awesome. to, to have seen a show, what, 25 years the last right. time I had seen it was right. like 25 years before. I think that that stands, it's probably maybe even slightly edges out cats, even though I've seen cats way more times. Um, because I That's just. That's a beautiful I, musical. Uh, yeah. That one was spot on, beautifully yeah. done. Oh, I love that songs, one. Songs, the songs, the songs, you know. The way. <laughs> when he he's so good at pathos mm -hmm. musically writing in pathos so when she's i'm just have to go to the 11 o'clock number as if we said goodbye as if we yeah. never said goodbye yeah the way that i really wish i could describe this better than i'm getting ready to but just the way he he music, musically can weave that in so that it connects to something in you, mm -hmm. you know, like that. He makes it, musically, he makes it so musically visceral. Like it just gets you. And, yeah. and I'm not just talking about the lyrics, but just the way that that particular piece is written, Absolutely. you know, and the deep, yeah, and the beginning with the deep, lush um, violas and the, the violins, the beginning of the top of the show where you mm -hmm. hear that, you're like, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's almost like that organ in the beginning of Band of the Opera, you know, where the, yeah. they have that, you know, in the, the um, chandelier, um, the whole chandelier raising. Mm -hmm. it, he just really knows how to kind of tap into that. And there's not very many, uh, well, there aren't very many folks that can do that um, consistently, mm -hmm. I should say. Mm -hmm. um, he's one and of course Sondheim mm -hmm. um, is the other for me. Um, but I just, there's something about just the lushness of that, of that score in particular. Yeah. You know, how incredibly lush it is. You're like, oh, this is wonderful. I'm just gonna bathe in this whole thing right now. He he definitely has a way 
of um, the music, <laughs> the music of the night. Um, just <laughs> that that way of weaving. Um, there's these just these little hints of little things that are peppered throughout it that just it just gets you right in the feels (laughs) (laughs) to quote the kids (laughs) but you're right it's it's a certain aesthetic that takes it's like certain movies have certain movies have an aesthetic that takes you right into the film and I, not all of them are like that. Mm-hmm. For me, it's it's like that with certain films. Like, uh, uh, people are gonna be like, "You like that film?" Yes, I do. Sucker Punch. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That it's that kind of aesthetic. It has its it's got its own little unique something that it's like all boxed up and that it's right in there, and yeah. you could just see a poster of it and be like, "I'm there." yeah that's I think that's what you're kind of talking about it has yeah. its own little thing I didn't yeah cats is like that too like it's, yeah it's it's own when I'm giggling because people are like oh I can feel them um, but, um <laughs> I, I can hear it in my head like why yeah and, and let 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 me just 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 say that we're talking about the musical cats, not the movie version. Not I the movie. I don't even want to. No, no. I don't even want to acknowledge that. Yeah, and I only saw it for the first time about a month ago, and I've been having nightmares ever since about Jennifer Hudson's <laughs> snot. But I digress. Um, yeah, we we shan't talk about that no. horror. So show. we're just gonna Jedi mind trick that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie does not exist. Oh, good goodness me that movie does not exist <laughs> we, we might as well since we might as well talk about these these the original stage version of cats um now <laughs> i used to think let me go back when i originally saw it i saw it here in la um it was uh touring national tour um when I saw it originally, they included the piece Growl Tiger's Last Stand. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, that was excellent. But again, I think it's not in everybody's taste because not everybody is really into opera. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure, I, I understand why they pull it out. Um, Quite often when you do revivals of it or it's done, you know, in different places, but it is so good. If you, if, let me just tell you people, if you ever get a chance to see a version of Cats with um, Growl Tiger's Last Stand in it, you are in for a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, for those of you who don't know, Gus, who is the, um, theater cat the theater cat he's reliving his days his golden days and um one of his most famous pieces is being growl tiger and it's he's this swashbuckling cat and there's this (laughs) I, i don't so you go back in time and then they have this huge operatic piece like literally an opera but cats playing the lead it sounds funny 
when I talk about it, but it was amazing <laughs> to see. Um, and of course, you know, they used props, you know, the, the cats used props from wherever they were. So mm -hmm. it, it was it was well done. Um, that's part of the reason why I probably love the show so much is because I saw it originally with that, but I thought I imagined it because when I saw the movie that they did, a stage version, I was like, didn't they have a, I was like, didn't they have like a pirate opera of something in this? I this is like the nine, the 98. Uh, yeah, the 98 yeah. One. yeah. And I was like, didn't they have, a, something was missing. I, I kept thinking, I was like, oh good, because I, I knew Gus was coming. I was like, yes, this is gonna be great. And let me just say that Sir John Mills was brilliant at that. Every time I, I sometimes I have to skip it because I it just it hits me so hard to watch. He's so good. So in that good, role. yeah. Holy mackerel, so good at that. So good. Um, but I was hoping to see you know him reliving his glory days, right? Um, with that, but they didn't. I I, I don't know why they didn't. I guess maybe um time and all that kind of stuff because uh, my understanding is they didn't have a lot of time to do that movie, I remember seeing a documentary about it and I, for some reason they had some sort of time constraint and I can't remember why they did not include that in it. Yeah. But anyway, that's part of the reason why I love that show so much is um, I'm a really huge opera fan. I love opera, but I, you know, I also love musical theater. So when they combine, well, and then when they did Phantom of the Opera, I was like, <laughs> this is my life. Um, but, uh, I just loved how they incorporated the two and yeah. the versatility of the performers. My God, the versatility on those performers. Mm -hmm. Like you legitimately, like, you know, they're singing kind of poppy stuff through the entire show, but then they get to Growl Tiger's Last Stand and people are, I mean, women are singing to the rafters. They're like singing to God himself. It's just amazing to me. It was wonderfully done. I and, love, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I, I, I'm gonna keep saying this. And like, like I already said to you before, I would die on this hill. The show does not get the credit and the credence that it, it should. I the mean, performers. Yeah, absolutely. And I understand that, you know, this is a book of poems about cats that has been turned into a musical and I get where people can think why what why and you know <laughs> the, and, but the people who like can't follow the story I mean we talked about this with Lance it, mm -hmm. I, it, it baffles me but um it's yeah, like are you, it are, are you are you not paying attention it's not that hard you see cats dancing and that's all you can think is that they're just dancing around so there are so many things that i love about the show and i too saw the that la production and i saw the la production when lance was in the production mm. um and um and i have since seen broadway revival I've seen it on tour multiple times. And when I was 15 and I was the Jewish kid in the church choir, we did an illegal version of Cats 1983 as our spring musical. And I got nice. to I got to sing McCavity and Gus. So like, so those Aww. are my two favorites. But the things that, you know, the, the earliest memories that I have of Cats are 
Do you remember the music video with Terrence Mann as the Rum Tum Tugger? Yes. Okay. Yes. I remember seeing Terrence Mann as the Rum Tum Tugger and thinking, mm. ooh, I like that. That is a sexy cat. That is one sexy cat. Um, so I always loved, you know, I loved how the rock and roll Rum Tum Tugger, but there are so many great songs in that show. I mean, I could sing it from beginning to end for you now. And again, I will not do that to you people. I mean, I remember going into the theater the first time to see it. And I think it was at the Schubert, maybe? Was it at the Schubert? Yes. Yeah, I think it was, it was the Schubert. Schubert. And I just remember the set and thinking how clever it was that they had mm -hmm. this giant garbage can lid and all these things so that they looked you know, like they were small cats and them right. coming down, you know, down the aisles. And I just, I, I, I was like in love with this show, everything about mm. it, the dancing, the singing, the, all the different, the different songs and the different styles, the comedy that they're, you know, it, it and it's funny that I talked earlier about the problematic book of a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. I don't have any problems with cats because i think that the, the story is clear cut and if you don't get it you're not paying attention you're just looking at cats dancing but um i i, I met i can't remember when the pippin revival was in in new york like probably seven or eight years ago maybe at this point so after the show my cousin i was meeting up with my cousin and um so we were she was seeing Matilda and so we were meeting kind of between our two theaters and so I'm waiting for her like at the our designated area of where we we're going to be meeting and who do I see walking towards me but Terrence Mann and yeah, Charlotte was and I'm like what do I do what do I do what do I do because though I will it's very very rare that I will stop a celebrity understood um, for, I like I don't ask for autographs I don't ask for pictures like I just it's just not a thing that I do it's never been a thing that I do and but I'm standing there looking at them walking towards me thinking it's the rum tum dugger it's the rum tum dugger and this is like you know 150 years later you know <laughs> and I'm like still thinking it's it's the rum tum dugger and they they finally get up to cl close to me and I was like if I don't say something especially because You'll i just you know, i will totally regret it and i'm like regret excuse it. me i'm so sorry to stop you and they're like yes i said i just i just saw the show and you know i i'm just standing here waiting to meet my cousin i see you walking towards me and i love the show and it was so wonderful and blah 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 and i said but i have to tell you i just loved you as the rum tum talker and he's like you're not old enough to remember me as the rum tum tugger and i'm like oh but all, I, God bless you. oh but i am and then <laughs> bless charlotte she said would you like me to take a picture of the two of you and i was like yes not only do that i whole... he's a sexy beast as the rum tum tugger but well he was lovely, the beast lovely yes he was the beast as well <laughs> lovely, lovely, beast. lovely lovely human so that's my rant now or my, oh, my diversion about terry man and oh god i just love him so much um yeah i just watched that video because it's on youtube mm -hmm. i just watched that video not too long ago and i went oh yeah the costume <laughs> the you know when when we did the show my 
the illegal. It's kind of church. a weird video, though. It's a totally it's like a weird promo, video. Like it's an very eighties. Yeah, it's super very eighties. You're like, oh, hi, MTV. Totally. Uh, when I I should put this on in our. I'm gonna put this in um in the social media when we post about the episode. So for those of you who who are following us on social media with the. Uh, places to go as Steph told you at the beginning I'm going to share the picture of my when me at 15 years old in the illegal church production of cats because (laughs) because my mom is a professional make well was she's retired now she's a professional makeup artist and whenever I would do shows she would volunteer to you know do the makeup and here we are doing cats and this is not just like, right you around. know, this is not doing like, you know, Fiddler on the Roof makeup. This is like, cat, right. you know, cats. Right. And she volunteered. She had a couple of people to help her just with like the base, you know, base stuff or, you know, the white and black and brown or whatever. Yeah. But my mom had pictures. I think she, I think it was the, um, not the playbill but you know the like the oversized the program with all the pictures that yeah the, like the, the, the thing official you could, program yeah, yeah yeah that you could buy and so i think she had one of those from when we had seen the show and she copied like to a t the makeup on a bunch of teenagers it's it's phenomenal i can't wait to show you this picture it's phenomenal i i just love i, I felt that's but the, like cats the, is near and dear to me in many for from many the get-go. yeah and remember at intermission where they would let you go on the stage on the and stage yes. and talk to old deuteronomy was yes. he i was sold. i mean I was like, this, this is it. like because it's like people think that you know, with Moulin Rouge and with Natasha and Pierre, like the immersive, interactive theater, like they were doing it back in the 80s with cats. Yeah, they were doing it in the 60s. My mom was talking about <laughs> hair. We're going to go off tangent here, but keep it on tangent. So my mom, <laughs> my mom took my grandma to see hair mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. And during the number hair (laughs) one of the cast members jumps on the back of my grandma's chair now if you're familiar with the show there are moments where people aren't wearing a lot of stuff they're not wearing a lot or any and this this is one of those times this wasn't during um where do i go or anything like that but it was a raucous number so it had to been hair because they were all over the place she said and my grandma, God rest her, was this cute little old church lady. So you can imagine this little old church lady in the 60s going to see this little show about hippies. And one little naked one decided it wanted to hop on the back of her chair. <laughs> Undone. I told my mom, like, I'm so bad that I was not old enough to enjoy that. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. It was very, um, ahead, to me, it was one of the rare times that, you know, the audience broke that fourth wall. I mean, the, 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 the show broke that fourth wall and really allowed you to explore. It was mostly for kids to come up because I, I remember a lot of kids on the stage. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, uh, you're like, go up on a stage and look. 
I'm going. So I did. Yeah. A lot of parents were like, I'm not going up there, go on up there. Um, and just to kind of explore and, and see the big tire and, and the, the whole little junkyard little thing right there. And I mean, everything was huge. It was huge. The shoe was huge. Yes. Right? <laughs> and then I, I didn't get a chance to talk to old Deuteronomy, but I do remember him there. And he was talking to some little ones and explaining something. I can't remember what he was explaining, but he was... It was just love. I just love that moment. It was so sweet and lovely. And um, hopefully those kids walked away and went, I want to I either, I love the show and I want to do this or I love the show. Yeah. Because um, just that experience alone was enough for me. Well, the dancing and the music, the continual dancing, the music was enough for me. Yeah. I'm one of those people that love a lot of music and dance in my shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The ones that I really enjoy, Joseph. Mm-hmm. They maybe talk once or twice in the whole show. And Cats, that's another one I love. Yeah. Sweeney Todd's another one. I mean, yeah. I- I'm really for massive singing and massive dancing. I- you don't have to talk at all. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have to talk. It's okay. <laughs> don't talk. It's all right. Um, hmm, we don't need that. So for me to see a, a particular production like this and then on top of that kind of a fantasy sort of thing mm-hmm. that's about cats that are telling their story I was like this is I was in heaven this was yeah. wonderful for me me too and so. you know right before the world turned upside down um mm-hmm. the tour of the the revival tour of cats was going to be in Montreal in March of last year so I had I write for broadwayworld.com for the Montreal. You have been going. I had tickets. I had tickets. Ah. It was literally, I think it was like something like the 21st of March and everything happened on like the 12th and the 13th of March. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So I was, I I was like, and, and I remember, I remember people saying to me, like, didn't you see cats the last time the tour came through? Yes. What's your point? But this is a different. This is a to- you like. But, e- but even still, what's your point? <laughs> yeah, and just from the from the downbeat, it's just it, it's it's a wonderful show to just sit and enjoy from the downbeat. Yeah. If you, I, I really have to say, going right back to this, if you are really not much of into like the dance and musical portions of musicals, well, first of all, you need to go seeing plays. Plays. <laughs> <laughs> And what are, you listen, what are you listening to our podcast for? All right. <laughs> go see some plays. Go see some um, plays. Go see some plays. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is, is that, you know, a lot of musicals do have dialogue. And then, you know, if, if, if a particular character has feels that there's no other way to express what's going on at the time they they do go into song Mm -hmm. that's not this show I mean this show is from the jump we sing somebody talks every once in a while in it Mm -hmm. but it's not like a full-on you know here's a whole bunch of page of dialogue here's a number here's a nope it goes from number to number number. song to song yeah love it and the dancing i let me t- i gotta go back to the dancing 
Mm-hmm. The dancing in that show, Jillian Lynn, God rest her soul, just, <sighs> whew, just the whole, all of it, like all of it. Yeah. Let me. I'm trying to think of an instance where I just love. Well, I love Jenny Anadot. She's one of my favorites. Yeah. The whole tap number is fantastic. Yeah, agreed. Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Yes. Holy cow. And um, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Those numbers. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking, uh, especially, I'm going to go back to our, our, the little mischievous twins, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. <laughs> yeah. Their number, they're doing all this gymnastic stuff and legit dancing. And singing at the and same singing. time. And this yeah. is not, this is not like, you know, a little, not to put this down, not that I'm doing a little soft shoe here and a wink, wink, nudge, nudge there. I mean, this is full blown. This is a full blown number. Mm-hmm. So for somebody, that's why I don't understand. For somebody like, I, it's not that good. Oh, I'm sorry. Then I don't, I don't know what cast you saw, but <laughs> <laughs> one that I saw, then um phenomenal and i have to go back to the the movie that they did in the 90s Mm -hmm. jacob brent is the gentleman that plays um um mr mistopheles in the 90 film and right his dancing that holy cow i jacob i love you i love you i love you (laughs) i don't know he's i know he's i think he's teaching now Mm. I don't know if he's still dancing like professional. I don't know if he's dancing, but I know I I, I think he's teaching somewhere now. Um, I want to stay in Texas, but I might be wrong. Um, anyway, just a shout out to him because he's just he was he was magical and he was mystical and he was amazing. <laughs> shout out to him. Shout out to Jacob. Shout out to Jacob Brent. Yes. <laughs> okay. I love him enough. An- another so sh- another show that I actually want to talk about that people don't like that I saw in LA way back when at um, it could have been it could have been Pantages could have been the almond maybe the Amundsen or Dorothy Chandler and people really 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 don't like this show and I don't know I don't actually know why I like it so much but I do and it's Starlight Express. Now, to be fair, I've only seen it once, and it was. I'm so mad I missed it. I've seen and it was and I back in so bad. you know back whatever the first national tour. Yes, and I think my first introduction to Starlight Express was when my former vocal coach, the late great Charles Lindsley, gave me the song "Only He." to use as an audition song and that was something that we worked on together so I I knew that song and then I remember my mom and I going to see this show and I think I think we have talked we talked about it briefly uh, at some point we have yeah um but you know like so they're they're locomotives engines Mm -hmm. trains whatever but they're on they're on roller skates were they blades the farmers are on roller skates they're on roller skates i just 
I don't know what it is about that show and my memory of seeing that show. And obviously I know the music because I've, I have the cast recording in the songbook, but like my memory of seeing that show is that I, I smiled from ear to ear from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. Like my recollection and memory of seeing that show there's not an ounce of negativity to it you know when you see a show and it's like the only thing you can think of is like that one bad thing that happened I just (laughs) remember you know what I mean I I just I really my memory and and like I haven't watched clips of it in forever I have listened now I think I'm gonna go back and see if I can find them now yeah me too I know and I know that um Jane Krakowski Yes. was in Jane Krakowski yes. was in the yes. original cast of Starlight Express but I just like again it was all about the music and not about I, I mean I think if I think back I don't actually remember storyline I don't really even remember what the storyline is like to be fair I just remember thinking this is so cool you know Most and I love thought- the music most people thought it was like cats but with trains that was the thing because they were cats was released and then he did starlight express and people were like you're gonna give us cats with wheels is that what you're giving (laughs) us literally people were thinking that um I I think that's part of the reason why it didn't do so well but I I really wanted to see it because again I'm really into the whole fantasy suspension of, Mm -hmm. of uh believe like yeah i'll buy it i mean yeah. I, I buy people prancing around in a cat suit i'll go with people on roller skates <laughs> right you know what i mean being trains okay i mean we it, it's all about where your imagination can take you totally and if you don't want to be you know i mean that's all it is uh, but yeah that was one that i really wanted to see and for yeah. some reason we didn't get to see it but i think it was the amundsen i think you're right it, it was, was da- i think it was um downtown downtown but um but those big full color oh, programs those. and the way they smelled like that's like a sense memory thing i can smell right. that paper <laughs> but it's yeah like smelling i the paper in school you know when they used to make the ditto machine thing and yeah. smell i know and the teacher would tell us not to smell it but and we i were, was totally did. smell that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. well all right so it's a wrap for part one of our discussion of andrew Lloyd weber um, productions um we will come back again next week for part two where i believe we're going to cover <laughs> um Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and Jesus Christ Superstar and Phantom of the Opera. We can get mm-hmm. those in without talking too much, but. <laughs> and a few 
few other little smaller shows little that you know little there. little things you know we'll, we'll I want to talk a little bit about School of Rock we'll talk yeah. about that and a little bit yeah. about um Bernadette Peters and song and dance you know so song we've got dance, lots yeah. of fun stuff still to talk about Android Weber shows and we hope you will tune in next week for part two which will be great in the meantime hit us up on Twitter bway underscore babies and Facebook at Broadway Babies TV until then I am Stephanie Anderson and I'm Noelle Hannibal and thank you for joining us we'll see you again Bye. Bye. <laughs>